Hello and welcome back to another episode of the QCC. Today we have Spiracle's associate, one of Spiracle's associate producers, Miss Natalie Ridley. Hi. As well as a local artist, Kristen Dills. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you both for joining. Um, Kristen, we actually found you, Natalie found you on Facebook. Uh-huh. And she came up to me and she was like, we have got a local artist. I found her. She seems really cool. We have to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> so can you walk us through a little bit about your art and what you do? Sure. So I have been an artist for the majority of my life. Um, I went to UNC Greensboro and got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Design. And once I was uh, graduated, I came back home to Charlotte. Um, I've had a couple of different careers kind of in a creative field, but um, finally now I'm a full-time artist. Um, I also work as a creative director for a PPE company, which is kind of given the timing of everything, <laughs> um, kind of wild. But um, yeah, so I got totally off track. I got no, totally you're fine. Okay. Keep going. Okay. This yeah. is like so interesting. Okay. okay. Um, so when I first got back to Charlotte, I ended up working for um, Neiman Marcus at South Park. And I was part of their visual merchandising team. So what we did there was um, really handled a lot of like the in-store kind of experiences for people. Um, We also designed the windows and things like that. So it was a very like fashion based, but also Mm -hmm. very creative because I'd never worked in retail before. Um, But my boss at the time was an artist as well and took interest and kind of thought that I'd be a really great fit for them. So I was there for a couple of years, um, ended up part of my job description there was um, doing a lot of floral design and stuff like that throughout the store. And we would have like in-store fashion presentations, runway presentations, things like that. I mean, we had events with Maya Angelou that came in. It was incredible. Um, Some really amazing guests that came. And so we would design all the florals there. Um, And I kind of decided from that point that from the next step for me, at least, Um, I really wanted to kind of work more with flowers and kind of doing creative aspects with that. So the next career that I did go into was floral design for weddings um, and corporate clients. Mm -hmm. And I was there for about nine or 10 years. And um, that ended again because of COVID and everything. I mean, there were just people weren't having events, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But all along while I was working there, I would kind of come home at night work in the evenings, painting for different clients. Um, At that time, I was really just taking on um, minimal um, commission-based work. So um, I ended up, I actually had a baby too. So at that time, I was doing some artwork for his nursery. And yeah, and um, created a series called the Dapper Animal Series. And around that same time when I finished all of those pieces, I actually got an email from Minted, um, which is that online stationery company. Uh-huh. And at that point, I had really only like ordered cards and things like that from them doing stationery materials and things. And um, they were announcing that they were doing a partnership with Pottery Barn Kits. Now, Minted is like a huge network of artists online. Um, and they were going to have this partnership with Pottery Barn um, to source artwork from different artists that were part of their network. And um, part of that was this contest, essentially, that they were opening up. And so they wanted artists to um, submit work. And it ended up being, I think, 
like 7,000 entries, something wild. Um, and at the time I was thinking, okay, well, there was something about it that stuck out to me mm-hmm. specifically about that contest. Um, I've never really entered things like that. I, it was also, they kind of said like, oh, we will select some based on, um, minted users, like voting and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one to spam people about my work. So I wasn't going to get people to vote. I wasn't doing any of that. I said, well, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and enter some work in here. And I didn't know at the time if I wanted to create new pieces or kind of when I thought more about it, let's just go ahead and do the dapper animals. So I submitted those. Um, and out of like 7,000, the editors of Pottery Martin Kids ended up choosing two of mine. Um, so they first started selling the Dapper Giraffe, and then they started selling the Dapper Zebra. So currently, those are for sale by Minted um, and Pottery Barn Kids as well, so in catalogs and stores and things like that. Um, did I get off? I feel like I got off track. That's a lot. <laughs> that and, a lot. But no, that's so cool. I mean, yeah. You say it so casually too, of like just pottery. Barn it was inc- kids. no, it's incredible. <laughs> it was definitely like a pinch me experience. Um, I just, I yeah, I didn't anticipate for that to happen, obviously. Um, and like I said, I'm I'm not one to like be too out there about myself. And like I, you have to market yourself to a certain mm-hmm. as, uh, you know aspect. But um, I definitely am like not gonna just spam people about like voting. So it was really cool that they were selected again by the editors too. Um, yeah. How cool is it that you designed something for your baby's nursery, right? And now it's in other children's rooms all over the country. Whoever, any parent that wants to buy it. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, I always tell them, I'm like, you're so lucky. You've got the originals here. Like everything (laughs) is is at the house. But um, and the way that I designed them, too, was, you know, especially when I was doing his nursery, I didn't want everything to be so, so juvenile, which is crazy to think for like a child's room, but I wanted it to kind of grow with him and Mm -hmm. still make sense. Um, So it's more of like an elevated kind of, it's just, they're really cute. So he's excited. He's got the originals and he loves hearing that from me, but um, it is really cool. So throughout the country, there were a lot of sales. And then every time one is purchased, I actually get an email about it that says kind of where it's going. there have been some like multiples overseas as well. So I got like Singapore and different places like that, which is just, it's so wild to think that they're, they're out there. Like, like you said, in other people's rooms and kids' rooms, it's just, it's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the you. times went with like a big corporation like that, you just think that they're being like mass printed and like, yeah another country or something but no they like mm-hmm. the artist is here like 10 20 minutes from us yeah yeah exactly yeah so that was that was such a cool element of that partnership too because I think before that Pottery Barn Kids was definitely I mean I don't have a lot of knowledge about it but mm-hmm. from what I could understand they weren't done by um you know they weren't sourced at least from different like artist groups so it's really cool to have that where again there's a story behind it people can kind of go through and see what speaks to them and, you know, the different locations of where these artists are. So, yeah. Yeah. I really like how you started drawing really mm-hmm. early on when you were a little, little kid. Yeah. And even though your kind of journey took you to different places and different jobs, you still held on to kind of that mm-hmm. love for drawing and you were just coming home and drawing Absolutely. after work or whatever and yeah. now here you are all these years later and yeah. this is your this is what you're focused yeah. on yeah I mean I've always been a very creative minded person and understood that like that's really where my talent lies um you know I was never gonna have 
or I, at least in my mind, I never felt like I was going to have a corporate job where I was like working at a bank. Like I'm not good with numbers and I'm not good with math. Mm-hmm. So like, that's not really going to be my avenue of choice. Um, but I, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but I knew that it would be creative. So I have been very lucky in that every job that I've had has kind of stairs up to the next thing. And it's always been creative and kind of artistic, even if it hasn't been, you know, um, just like paint to paper kind of thing. Um, but all of those experiences really build on to where I am now and kind of the place where I am today. Yeah, that's cool. When So just for our listeners, do you, when you say you're drawing or you're painting, are mm-hmm. you, do you like one over the other? Do you do colored pencils? Do you know crayons? Like, I don't know much about yeah. drawing, obviously, but. <laughs> yeah, so I work with watercolor a okay. lot of times, but I've definitely branched out more recently into, um, doing more works with like acrylic and oil on canvas for the most part i'll paint again commission-based things Mm -hmm. so basically anything that a client wants for their home i'll kind of come in and do a consult and we'll figure out what makes the most sense um but i do fair amount of like pet portraits and things like that uh yeah people love pet portraits (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) um and i started doing some abstracts but that's again kind of like a newer category for me um but yeah yeah did your parents, when you were little, did they know right away that you had, like, talent? Did they help you kind of? Yes, um, they did. Um, they definitely did. So, I mean, I was super, super young. Basically, as soon as I can hold a pen to paper, um, they really saw that talent and saw that I had that interest. I mean, for a child to, like, be able to sit still mm-hmm. and just focus on something for an extended period of time at the ages when I was, they said, you know, there's like something more to it. And then the older I got and they could recognize it, they definitely fostered um, fostered that talent and put me into art lessons and things after school so that I had kind of another place to um, hone my skill and learn different techniques. Um, and all along, I mean, I don't want to age myself, but this was like 30 some odd years ago. And, you know, I feel like there's always been this message for kids that were good at art or something that, oh, you're going to be a starving artist. My parents never were going to like allow me to really believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like, this is a talent that you have. My mom has always said to, you know, if you're really interested in something, you need to make sure that you like go for it 100 percent and never give up. And so, yeah, I mean, I really was just lucky to have that have that support. Um, so they, they definitely, they had me in classes. They encouraged me going to college and, you know, getting a fine arts degree. Mm -hmm. It was never a question of like, should you do it? It was, you're going to do it. Yeah. That's, I mean, we've talked to people where it's, you know, I was an artist and then, you know, I went the the banking route or I went a different route because, you know, you're, you don't want to be that starving artist. Yes, of course. That's so refreshing to hear that you just went for it. Yeah. And if you think about it too, like even in so many corporate positions, people need, I mean, you really need creativity and art in your life, no matter what it is. Um, I think that so many more people, at least especially today are realizing, you know, from being in quarantine and having Mm -hmm. to sit inside and you're looking at blank walls and you're like, what, you know, I had so many people reach out to have artwork put in their homes because of them being there, you know? Um, but there's so many different avenues that you can use the creativity. And for me, when I was younger, I knew that I was going to be an artist. I just didn't know like what direction it was going to be. And I kind of left the door open to see again, like the way that I kind of wove through and I did floral design and all that, like, I just kind of waited to see where I was going to end up. I never like really thought or focused on one specific thing and closed the door to everything else. 
One of the things that is in your artwork is florals, and you mm-hmm. paint a lot of flowers yeah. and plants and stuff now. So yeah. it's kind of cool that you, you know, worked with them in real life <laughs> yeah. first, and, and kind of know the that. different types and know like how they look and what the you know the structure of the petals and all that. So yeah, some of the large scale pieces that I do are florals, and um, and I think that that's why they kind of they kind of seeped in. I just I love flowers. I always have. So yeah. it's nice to incorporate those into my work. Yeah, and some of the work on your website too. I think I. Found, I mean, there's a lot of flowers, but the one that stood out to me the most was the one of the Duke Mansion. Mm-hmm. So much detail. Yeah. Aww. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's it's like looking like at a photo of it because it's so <laughs> realistic. Yeah. How do you get so much detail but still maintain like the art and the portrait of it? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I've always been very like detail driven, mm-hmm. and all my work again is pretty, I mean, I don't want to say photorealistic, but it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. So I do try to incorporate a lot of details and things. Um, That's just kind of always been the the style. You know, everybody has their own kind of innate style. Mm -hmm. And you can branch out and do different things. But that's kind of what I've found. I always kind of, you know, go back to um, just kind of continuing to add in details until I feel like it's in the right space. And you've taken on a pretty cool newer project. Do you want to tell us, tell everybody about that? Yes. So for the last several years, I was working um, for certain events or like specific events here and there for Louis Vuitton. And um, it was the Charlotte location. I had actually done a couple of events prior to that at Neiman Marcus for, let's see, the Estee Lauder um, company released a new fragrance at the time called Aaron Lauder. And I have a, it's basically a new fragrance line. Um, and at the time they had me painting like hand painting flowers onto their fragrance bottles. And somehow through that event, which was again, years and years ago, um, there was a connection that was made. Somebody remembered me from there, um, reached out through like two different people, I think. And then they contacted me about, Hey, would you be interested um, in doing some events with Louis Vuitton. You know, they're having an artist come in or they want an artist to come in um, and hand paint some of their boxes for Mother's Day. I believe this was maybe two years ago, two or three years ago. And I said, yeah, that would be great. Went in, it was a hit. Like everybody loved it. The team there is amazing and so, so nice and supportive. I love going in. Um, so here and there, um, depending on what kind of was the different holidays and things mm-hmm. like that, they would have me come in. And end of last year, um, the manager reached out to me and he was really the one that kind of found me and everything. And he said, you know, he's like, I wanted to check with you first, but would you be interested in testing to become a Louis Vuitton artisan? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I I didn't know what it entailed at the time. I didn't know what the test was going to be. I didn't even really know how many artisans there were. Um, And he said, yeah, he's like, okay, since you're interested, I'll connect you with the contact in Miami who's part of the like talent acquisition team and he'll be in touch so I heard from him and he said yeah this is great I'm going to go ahead and send you the test so they basically sent a square piece of their monogram canvas Mm -hmm. and he said you know there's very specific instructions with this test you need to um Basically, I mean, everything was measured down to like the millimeter. I'm talking like I had one week to work on it and then I had to send it back to Miami. This is stressing me out. I know. I'm thinking like, how do you even begin with that? One week. Yes, exactly. So they basically overnighted the test 
And once it arrived to me, he said, okay, from this point now, you have a week before you have to send it back to me. Um, I had to like basically do two different types of monogram painting, which is what they're known for, again, uh-huh. with customizing things. So some of the monogram letters, we had to do some stripes that were um, like spe- like exactly one inch apart. And then like, I, it was just, it was crazy. Oh so I knew in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to like, the fact that I'm in this position is, is huge, you know? that I'm able to take this test, that they asked me to take this Mm -hmm. test, they've approached me, you know, but what I don't want to do is like screw it up at the last minute. Like this is something I have to focus on so many of these details, which is something I've kind of always done, right? Um, So yeah, so I measured everything perfectly. I mean, like just, it was excruciating, but it was (laughs) totally worth it. Um, And I had to recreate like one of their travel stamps um, and a couple of other things. So once I finished it up, um, I packaged it up. I sent it back to him, and I didn't hear anything for like two weeks. Oh, and I was kind of sweating. Did you think you like nailed it when I, you sent it back? Were you I like, did. "This is it," and I then did. you didn't hear anything? Yeah, so, that's the yeah. worst. Not even like a, "Oh, great, thanks, we got it." Yeah, <laughs> nothing. So I thought like, "Oh gosh," and I was tracking it. Like I knew when it got there. Um, and I was just like, okay. I was like, well, he'll, he'll contact me. He said he was going to contact me. Um, so he got the test. And then what had to happen after that was he received it, mm-hmm. made sure that it was done properly, that all the, all the testing parts were finished. Um, and then he had to forward that on to their New York team, who was then going to like approve or deny it, basically. Um, so I finally did hear from him. And he was, you know, he said, do you have any, do you have some time to talk? Do you want to, you know, I kind of want to go through the test. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'd love to hear. And he said, well, he said, I have to tell you that this doesn't happen all that often, but New York had no critical feedback for you. So I want to congratulate you on passing the artisan test. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And at the time, actually, so... When I first talked to him about all the details and everything, I did ask him, you know, how many how many artisans are there? Like, I wasn't really familiar with it, and I found out that there were less than 10 in the entire United States. Jeez. So it's normally in larger markets. Um, they have studios, like, in the Miami store, um, in New York, L.A., obviously, and Las Vegas. Um, so it's not common for it to be you know, mm-hmm. in a smaller market like Charlotte. Um, so, <laughs> so it was incredible that I passed. I was like over the moon, couldn't believe it. Um, and right out of the gate, they were like, okay, we have some projects for you. We're going to send you some stuff from our Miami office. Um, we want you to go ahead and do it, send it back for like a yacht party or something that was happening in Miami. Fancy. Yeah. 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 Um, they were a little busy and so yes. they needed help. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at the time there was one artisan in Miami, I think now that there are two, um, but yeah, depending on how like all the work backs up, they'll kind of send it to other areas just to have it covered so that the time frame isn't like astronomical for clients. Um, but yeah, so I had 50 luggage tags that I had to paint and then send back. Yeah. But it, it was great. And the team there got to see, you know, not only did I pass the test, but then, um, you know, the luggage tags were done really well and they were really thrilled with that. Mm -hmm. And I've just kind of, it's just snowballed off of that. So I've had, um, let's see last weekend 
I did some live painting demos in Charlotte because again, we're kind of trying to introduce that to the Charlotte market. Um, It's just, it's such an interesting concept. Um, And we only are allowed to paint on their hard-sided trunks. So it's not all bags that are going to get customization. It's just like a lot of the travel trunks and things like that that kind of have a hard backing on them. How cool for Charlotte that we're making it big time (laughs) having one Louis Vuitton um, official artist here. We're getting that. That's very neat. So customers can bring in their own design or whatever they want. It's completely complimentary, the service. Um, It's just something that the company offers. So when you purchase, you know, any of the larger like travel trunks and things like that, they um, I'll work with the client on, you know, whether or not they want their pet painted there. Or um, I think that we have a client coming up that um, wanted to customize some things for like, I think for her yacht, like she's got a yacht. Oh yeah. um, so it's pretty incredible. Like you can just, uh, it, I'm not, the only thing I'm not great at is portraits, mm-hmm. um, like as of people. Um, but everything else I'm okay. So there are some clients too that want like floral designs and stuff put on their boxes. And you're so. like, I got you floral. Yeah. I've, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can handle that. But, um, did yeah. you say you you do this live? Like in front of them? Yes. Yes. Is that so, not nerve wracking? Um, I'm used to it, I think, at yeah. this point, because I have been on and off been doing it for years, but it's definitely more regular now. Um, yeah. At first, I was super nervous because I, I normally paint by myself. Yeah. You know, I'm just in my own studio. Like, I can kind of focus on that exclusively. So every so often, like, I'll have clients come up and they'll kind of chat with me or they'll just watch. And I've gotten a little more used to it now. Um it's less stressful, but I, yeah, I kind of still zone out. And so mm-hmm. if somebody talks to me, I'll like kind of perk up, but yeah. otherwise I'm in my own, in my own little <laughs> world for a bit. <laughs> I, yeah. How long does a project take, you know, like a typical project that a client comes up and says, I want this painted. You, you sit, you finish it right there in front of them. Usually not. Okay, so it seems they, like it would take a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the actual like technique of painting it too, especially on like a textured canvas like that. And it's a it's a darker fabric, you know. So there's different like layers essentially that we have to lay down first. Um, it does take a while. So, I mean, any of the larger projects could take weeks. Um, some of the smaller ones where there's maybe less detail or just like um, fewer things to paint could take just a week, um, or maybe a couple of days, but usually you're talking, you know, several weeks before the, before the project is completed. So cool. (laughs) Thank you. You know, you're from Charlotte Mm -hmm. and you grew up here and was it ever a question of I'm going anywhere else or was it always I'm coming back to Charlotte and because we're really lucky to have you. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I've always, I've always loved Charlotte and I don't know that it was a matter of like, oh, I have to stay here, but I've always just been so happy here and I have family here and, you know, it's just easier to kind of, to have that support again. Um, Actually, one of the things, like as I passed that artisan test um, at the time, he said, well, or the, the contact in Miami said, Um, you know, we would love for you to go to our Atlanta store. So for a brief amount of time, I considered, you know, whether or not that move would make sense. But again, um, you know, given all the circumstances of everything, Mm -hmm. I just think it would be kind of difficult to, to relocate with family and all that. And, um, 
So I had to say no to that, which was the hardest no ever. Um, But they respected that decision. And ultimately, in my mind, I feel as long as I like continue to prove myself to them and work very, very hard um, and, you know, my artwork is great. There is a store here. There's no sense in why there couldn't be like an artisan here all the time. So and I, I've been lucky so far in that, you know, having regular projects and clients who are super excited because I do think that that's going to be, you know, a more permanent role for me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Kristen, do you have anything else to add? I know we just covered like your whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, other than just catching me in Louis Vuitton and kind of yeah. um, seeing seeing the process play out there. Um, I've also launched some new dapper animals. So those are, um, on my website and things like that. So people can find me through there as well. But, and what is your website? My website is www.kristendills.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well at Kristen Dills Art. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, Natalie, for coming in and joining us today as a special guest. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Thank you. As always, you can check us out on Instagram at the QCC or at spiraclebuzz.com. And let us know who you want to hear from in the community next. You've been listening to the QCC.